Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa and with me today is... Steve. Thanks for joining us, guys, as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Today we are doing something kind of exciting... <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> well, we're talking about the wedding banquet, okay, yeah. in Matthew. So it's exciting. But why is it exciting? Because we just had the very first wedding of our family. Our eldest son just got married on the weekend, and it was a very wonderful yeah. time for our whole family. Second wedding of our family, because ours was first. Oh, well, obviously. <laughs> but I mean... Well, just in case everybody's like, wait, what? They're not <laughs> no. married? Huh? Well, I just meant for our children. For our children. So the first of our children... Uh, while we're recording this, just got married uh, like four, five days ago. Yeah, so they are on so their honeymoon. When this comes out, it will be a little bit longer yeah, uh, yeah. from there. But yeah, the Very first exciting. is getting married. And then to follow it up, our second is getting married a, a mere seven months later. Yeah, so we have lots of uh, lots of joyous occasions yeah. in our and family and these days. And to even follow it up further, our youngest says, no. give, give him a little bit no, no, of time. No. He can make it three <laughs> in one year. Oh, let's please know. And we're not ready for that, so. No, um, I'm hoping he gives us a little bit, yeah, quite a bit of time, you, you actually. But yes, there's a, there's a passage in Matthew chapter 22 where there's the parable of the wedding feast, so um, maybe Jesus and the disciples were at a wedding, maybe maybe not, but uh, he uses the you know the example of a wedding feast to kind of talk about um, the desire that God has to pursue His people mm-hmm. and to provide for them mm-hmm. and to present them pure and holy as His bride. Right? right? There's this yeah, this aspect of choosing that God has chosen His people, and then He's going to do the work to present them the way that he uh, desires them to be, right? Right. So he's going to do all that. Um, The idea here is that Jesus is the bridegroom and we are the bride, the church is the bride, uh, and uh, we are the one that he loves and is committed to, right? right? Jesus Mm -hmm. has got that whole thing. Um, here Here in the Jewish culture, just to... Make sure that we understand how this works. The The banquet comes after the ceremony in Jewish culture, but the ceremony was different. So the groom and the and the best man, which would be ultimately the witness, the one that is watching right. the oath being made, right. would go to the bride's house and get her mm-hmm. and then take her to the temple. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a big like family affair at the temple the festival afterwards, the banquet, the was banquet after, the which could mm. be a, like a three or four day event right. yeah, if yeah, you were wealthier. So they, That'd be exhausting. So it's not actually. quite the same way that, you know, you know, New Testament era Jewish weddings, mm-hmm. that's how it was. The groom would show up with the, the best man and scoop up the bride, scoop up. take her to the temple. Obviously, the parents of the bride would be all good with that and, you know, those things well, it would have been, been their arranged, tradition, so it would have been expected. But it's not that, like, you invited a couple hundred yeah. people to the temple and they set up chairs and you had this elaborate ceremony. They would just, they would do that and then you celebrate it afterwards. So the banquet and, was the celebration of yeah, it all. Yeah, so this is why the parable is about the wedding feast. Yeah. It's about yeah, the afterwards, right? And so sometimes we got to remember that just because as Jesus is talking about mm-hmm. this, he's already 
the marriage has already happened. Right. 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 The wedding is done. Yeah. And now he starts to talk about the kingdom of heaven. Right. And how this all relates. So yeah. let's go to uh, Matthew chapter 22. And again, we're going to break it up into little manageable pieces just so we can talk about it. But let's look at verses 1, 2, and 3. And again, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. Right, so weddings were the highlight of the social calendars, right? So if you got invited to a wedding... Uh, you knew you were going to get the best food. You knew like, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, in our in our modern day equivalent, right, um, it would be like you were getting way better food mm-hmm. than you would at home. Right. right. Well, and typically that is what happens. Typically right? that Most is what weddings, happens. Most weddings, I mean, the wedding. I is... mean, but, you know, sometimes we get, you get weddings where it's like you kind of go and you're like, okay. Well, we got married. If you go to our wedding, like we got married yeah, we at night meal. after so, supper, so. seven o'clock at night. So we just did dessert, like dessert yeah. and then had bun, which is yeah. at like midnight. So I went to a couple of weddings in the Philippines while I was there for, for the year that I was working as a, as a student missionary. And, uh, uh, those weddings, like they pulled out all the stops. Like we oh, were having yeah. like crazy amounts insane. of food, and it oh. wasn't just one meal. It I got was really a sick, day actually. or a weekend. <laughs> yeah, there's, not used to the. There's some, some of the... there's some food uh, food, food uh, safe rules yeah. that are you know here in yeah. Canada we have some very rigid rules about <laughs> we have weak to, bodies because of it <laughs> how to keep our foods and and you go to other places and sometimes. Uh, things that have sat out for a little bit longer can, can wreak havoc with, with you. But these weddings would be the highlight of the social calendar. Oh, they're Here, great. Yeah. Jesus is going right to the top. There's a king right. who's throwing a party. And can you imagine? People are like, yeah, I don't want to go. Yeah, well, that is a little strange, no? Right, but he's teaching something here. And, and people generally didn't refuse a personal invitation in Hebrew culture to a wedding. Like regardless of who invited them, not yeah, just the king. Regardless, okay. And so here we this have rude, maybe? two sorts of repeat, uh, two sorts of refusal. People who are refusing to f- to to <laughs> attend to, or as we're going to find out, the kingdom of heaven here is compared to the king, right? Mm-hmm. So it's people yeah. who refuse mm-hmm. to follow Jesus. But then there's also another refusal here, which is sometimes we get people who are refusing to invite people hmm. to follow Jesus. Right? Like oh, right. We have people yeah. who don't respond to the invitation, yes. but we also have people who don't give the invitation right. when they could. Mm-hmm. And God, in His grace, calls people, um, but many don't come. Yeah. Like, yeah. Many they don't, don't respond. They don't respond. Yeah. And, and this is what we're seeing right away is there's a king who's got this wedding feast, and his servants are sent out to do the inviting. Yeah. And there are people who don't come. And, and Which is quite frustrating when you're actually planning a wedding and people don't RSVP. <laughs> yeah. They just assume that if they didn't RSVP, yeah. then, well, obviously it's a no, I'm not coming. But no, that's not necessarily yeah. the case. And, and <laughs> yeah, that, there's the non-responding. And then, yeah. then there's the odd ones where it's like, oh, we're sick or this yeah, you know, yeah. circumstances Last minute happen, no big yeah, deal sure. kind of thing. But then there's like there's people who are like, well, I'm going to tell you that I'm coming, but I'm never actually planning to do yeah. it. Right? Oh, yeah, and, those and people those, are that's challenging. Kind of, that's kind of weird. So we've got this reality that, that people respond in different ways. Um, and then we get to verses 4, 5, 6, and 7. Again, he sent the other servants saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner. My ox, oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. All right. So there's, hmm. 
there's this like I prepared you, for you, and we had to do this with our with our the most recent wedding. There yeah, were yeah. some people that had to be recontacted. Like, yeah, did you get are the invite? You coming? Like, like, we're trying to plan. We're trying to last minute menu out. stuff, right? But God is patient with us, right? Hmm. He's given us an invitation, mm-hmm. but then He's given time before Jesus returns to show His love for us, so that we can respond. Yeah, so that we can respond to what God is doing. He says, you know, the servants were sent out again. Um, that those servants that have been sent out again, it, that's us, right? The, we're the second servants that have been sent out to uh, to do the invitation, and, and sometimes we're going to get the same realities, and that is, you know, we're going to be ignored, possibly abused, straight mm. up to like murdered, right? <laughs> like it's that's here, like um, they seize, treat them shamefully, and kill them. And that's one of the things that we have to wrestle through. We're going to quick go to Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9. Okay, verse 9. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Yeah. Lots of people are like, oh, I just want Jesus to come back. Right. right? Once you get into faith. And I'll be, I'll be honest, oh, there yeah. are days that are hard that I'm just like, oh, just... Please, Jesus, come get me now. Um, yeah. I had an experience one time. This is a little story okay. where a little boy, that's all he oh. screamed for <laughs> yes. several minutes right beside me. It was, Lord Jesus, come take me now. Um, we were in that Toronto at uh, Canada's Wonderland, which if you're an American, it's kind of, it's an amusement park, kind of like Six Flags. Yeah, um, they had a ride at the time. I think it was called the Lullabyathan. Yep. Uh, and at the time... Leviathan or the Behemoth? I don't yeah, remember. I don't remember which. I think it was the Leviathan that I was on. Could be. Uh, at the time, it was in the top five roller coasters in the world hmm. for speed, G-forces at the bottom of the hill, and uh, top speed, G-forces, and height. I don't remember. I didn't go on it. it. Was you went with our daughter. It was, you she know, likes those it was pretty crazy. But when we got on... Um, the Watoto Children's Choir. So the little <laughs> yeah, and they kids, travel the world, so you may have little, heard of them. The little kids from Africa, Uganda, that are, they go about and they sing uh, songs and, and do stuff. Anyway, and, well, they just, do amazing just, things by, just by happenstance, right? By, mm. by, you know, providence of God, because I needed this, this illustration for a podcast. And uh, sermons you've used it in too. Yeah. <laughs> I sit into this thing and this little boy sits beside me. And he's like, I have never been on a roller coaster He was like, what, before. eight, nine? Yeah. Probably just was, made the height requirement, actually. Just barely. And cutie. I'm like, you have never been on a roller coaster, and you pick this, this one. This is the first like, one. That leader, was a little intense. Your leaders picked this one first. And there was lots of them. There was, I don't know, maybe 20 of them on that that particular roller coaster <laughs> at that time. Yeah. And uh, we started going up the hill, up the chain, yeah. catches the thing, and you're dra- being dragged way up into the sky. And he's having fun time until we start to realize, he starts to realize, we are now the highest thing in the area. Well, it's really high. Like, there's yeah. no other rides taller than us. And then he just, he, you could see him freeze, <laughs> and he just started screaming, Jesus, take me now. Before you <laughs> like, even started moving. Before we oh, were no, over I didn't know the that. Hill, <laughs> and the, the, the leader oh. in the front just turned around and was, like, trying to console Aww. this little boy. And I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to console this little boy, and... I don't even know. I think he's I, beside our daughter, was he not? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I was like a crop. Like <laughs> she we was went, probably like we went kind. over the hill and dropped down in, and we're speeding to the bottom, and then G forces and twists oh, and turns yeah, and I'm all sorts of things. And it. he just kept screaming the whole ride. Jesus, help me, save me, save take me. me home. Take me now. Um, 
I actually was leaning forward trying to talk to this kid yeah. two seats over. The leader was in front and was turned around. Like we rolled, we rode uh, one of the craziest roller coasters at the time in the world. Yeah. Trying to help this little kid Sideways not, and not lose, his, <laughs> lose his mind on this ride. And then we came to a stop. An abrupt stop. <laughs> because it's one of those ones that stops before you get to where the people are so that yeah. you can collect yourself and make <laughs> sure that you're ready to go. Yeah. Get off the thing. So we stopped. And he just stopped screaming. And his eyes lit up. And he smiled. Mm-hmm. And he said, that was so much fun. I want to do it again. I want to do it again. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world? But this is the thing. is God <laughs> oh, is patient. Man. And we get so, so frustrated with life sometimes that we just say, Jesus, take us out of this now. Yeah. And then we get through that, whatever that difficulty mm. is, and, and we realize, oh, God delivered us. Yeah. Yes. I can do this I again. I made it. I yeah. can make it again. I can go through these things again. And that's what the Second Peter mm. uh, 3.9 is telling us, is that God is patient. Yeah. And loving and kind. And even when we want things to be over, he is lovingly leading us through because there are still people in this world that need to hear the gospel. Yeah. And we're called to do that. We need to go out like those servants for the wedding feast and invite people to the wedding, mm. right? Um, apart from Jesus, there's no salvation. And right? we need to remember that as believers... We steward that information for the world, right? Um, let's continue on into Matthew 22, verses 8, 9, and 10. Then he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go therefore to the main roads and invite the wedding feast as many as you can find. To the wedding feast, as many as you can find. And those servants went out into the roads and gathered all whom they found, both good and bad. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. Right. And this is that idea that that there are people who don't respond there there are there are moments where we need to be going out and and this cost god mm. right salvation mm-hmm. was not free it cost jesus his life that's right forgiveness is for everyone through christ right. it doesn't matter how good or how bad you are we need to come to the wedding feast we need to come to our bridegroom jesus for that salvation. That's right. And as believers, we're charged with taking that invitation to the real, uh, you know, that that invitation out to the real celebration, which is eternity in heaven with with God, yeah. and that this this world is only the warm up for it. Yeah. Right? This is why there needs to be an excitement and an exuberance and a and a joy-filled uh worship experience for people to see how much we are committed to our God, yeah, our Savior, our our beloved, mm-hmm. who has mm-hmm. laid down His life for us, right? right? And we go out well, and done we steward that. So we don't and, have to, and it cost God. Mm. He's not going to waste this, right? So we're called to go get whoever will listen and come, yeah, and bring them into that to that moment where they worship. Mm. Let's look at eleven verses eleven through fourteen. But when the king came in. To look at the guests, he saw there was a man who had no wedding garment. And he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot and cast him into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Right, so here comes the hard words. Mm, Yeah, Um, it's hard. Somebody's not dressed right. 
And and you got to remember, Jesus is telling a story. He's not recounting uh, events. He's not recounting events. He's telling a story of how things went. And somebody wasn't dressed right, so they're tied up mm. and thrown out. Mm. Um, and then weeping and gnashing of teeth, that's condemnation, right? They're thrown out mm-hmm. and to not be able to return. The idea here is that many will ignore or refuse the invitation, um, but others will want to go to the party, but they don't want Jesus, right? We have people in our churches that are sitting there and, and pretending like they belong, but they don't. Right. And this is the, uh, this is the part of this, this story that, that helps us to understand this. We don't always have. We don't always know who's going to be the ones that get to right. enter in. Right, um, the wrong attire in this case, not being covered in the person of Jesus Christ and the blood that He shed on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. Right, is still going to lead you to be thrown out, even if you're in the wedding celebration. Right, even if you're there, surrounded by all of the other people who have figured out who Jesus is. There is still the reality that there's people in our midst who don't wear the garb of Christ, who don't have that salvation. Mm -hmm. And so literally, we have to make sure that the people around us understand who Jesus is, understand what he did for us at the cross, understand all of the things that would go into knowing who our Savior and and where our salvation comes from. Um, This isn't intolerance. Right. Right? This Which isn't, some people do. This, cons- isn't, right? this isn't hateful. Hmm. This is God mm-hmm. saying, look, there's one way. There's one way. There's one way. There's f- graciousness in telling them. You can come to the party. You can come and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. You can come and learn everything you need to know. But if you want to enter in, you will be dressed appropriately. Yeah. Which, which in this moment means salvation through Christ right. alone. Well, and I think a lot of people, they don't, they don't like it. Um, they don't like being told that they aren't good enough. They don't like being yeah. told that they aren't um, able to do it on their own, yeah. right? And, and I think that becomes hard. So then all of a sudden now we're speaking, we're speaking hate because yeah. it goes against what they want. And I just think it's unfortunate that people think that. Um, it's like I was at my lady's Bible study group not too long ago, and Everyone had opinions about what the text said and how, you know, feelings on, on, on what it was. And, and I just said to them, honestly, I, I want to know what the text says, separate from feelings. Yes, yeah. it's important how it affects my life, and I want to know how it affects your life. But I want to know what it says, because at the end of the day, that is the truth, not how I'm feeling. Yeah. How I'm feeling is, is nothing, yeah. right, in terms and, of eternity. And. And we need to understand that this is this is God's plan with God's right. standard. Yeah, it's not. That's we right. don't get to we don't get to arbitrarily change that, right? So it's yeah. not intolerance. It's salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. There's one way and one way only, and and that is the way that God provided for the mess that we made. Now the yeah. problem that we we run into is people believe in in what has been come to known as moral therapeutic deism. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. try to be good people, so we try to be moral because mm-hmm. it makes us feel good. It's therapeutic. Mm-hmm. And then that should make God happy with us because right. I'm happy and I'm good, mm-hmm. so God should be happy that I'm good. Right, right. Right? Moral therapeutic deism. Yeah. Problem is, salvation comes through Christ alone yeah. as a substitutionary atonement for the things that we have done wrong against God. Yeah. And, and, and this is what this parable is talking about is we need to wear that garb of Christ mm. so that we are not thrown out, right? Yeah. We have right. to be there. 
Okay, last one. We're going to jump to uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 through 38. Oh, yeah, you did tell me that. I was like, uh, you oh, said, I'm good, I'm with, good, I'm good with the it. chapters. Sorry, I can find 9, it. verses 35 and 38? Yeah. Well, 2.38. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not both. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Yeah. It doesn't matter... A lot of things don't matter because without Jesus, we're all just helpless. Yeah. In in the light of eternity, right? Yeah. Um, oftentimes we hear those those phraseology, right? Like the sheep without a shepherd. Mm. Um, sheep are are not the the brightest of animals. They don't really have abilities to care for themselves. They're not able to do a lot of things without somebody leading, guiding, and directing them. Right. And, and I mean, I personally what, don't have a lot of experience with sheep, but... Yeah. Well, I grew up beside people Some people may had, or may not, I guess. sheep farm, but, you know, like you've got to herd them, and mm. they will just kind of... They need guidance. Yeah, they need guidance. And, and protection, they, yeah. clearly. So, so this ability to care for themselves becomes an issue. Mm. Um, we're oftentimes in Scripture referred to as God's sheep. Yeah, yeah. Right? God provided us an invitation to the wedding banquet, yeah. to the feast. And and we're receiving that invitation. Mm-hmm. But then we have to enter in the way that God is calling us to enter in, right? Yeah, which is through Which is through Christ yeah. and, the, and the salvation that comes through the cross, right? And, and this is, um, we need to be able to see Jesus for who he is, He's the good shepherd. He's our salvation. He's the only way to eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, just the last podcast that we talked about in in the Psalms, it's about working it out. Having questions of faith is right. okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's about working it out and understanding that we're not so clever that we get to find loopholes in what God is doing. We hold fast to the truth of what he's laid out, which is, we come to God through the sacrificial sac- uh, the sacrifice and blood offering that Christ made for us on our behalf. And so we have to hold fast to that. Yeah. Um, that is our hope. That is the, the, the end goal. And that is how we find out uh, whether or not we get to be at the wedding feast or the banquet, right, as, as we're dressed with Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, guys, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you have enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day, and I hope you can join us next time. Until next time.